Sox. White Sox. Go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughter. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Run grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me, you. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, on Instagram. And thank you for making Locked On Sox your first listen of the day. And remember, Locked On Socks is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Socks. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave a voice message or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com for your emails. Chris, how's your evening? Oh, doing well. It's fine. Uh, we are brought to you today by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Yeah, if you want to check out our YouTube page, Locked On Socks, I posted the video from yesterday's program, not the entire episode, but our discussion about fielding a football team with White Sox personnel on there. So I thought that was a fun discussion. So I threw it up there, something evergreen, trying to be better about putting the content up on the YouTube. So you can check that out uh, as you please. All right, so... White Sox are winners today, yesterday, uh, and it was one of those days, Herb, where you, you wake up and you forget your, you know, that they have the makeup game going, and all of a sudden it's noon. You're like, oh my god, the game, the Sox are playing today, <laughs> um, and then you know by the time you realize, you're like, oh okay, it's getting, this is already, uh, you know, you look up and they they the Sox had a pretty much a, a substantial lead here, but they win this ball game eight to seven. And I guess, you know, we will talk about what happened in the ninth inning of this game in the next segment here, because uh, I know that's what you're all here for, as uh, as they like to say, uh, no one ever gathered out in the, in the parking lot uh, waiting for two people to get along, right? People want to hear us talk about a fight, so we're going to talk about that, even though it wasn't really a fight, but we'll talk about it in a little bit here. But there are some baseball things of note here uh, coming out of this ball game. I guess first and foremost, where we always begin is the man on the mound and Dallas Keuchel, who is... Uh, you know, fighting for his last uh, breaths here uh, in the regular season, trying to salvage what has been a horrendous year for Dallas Keuchel by Dallas Keuchel standards. He goes five innings, scattering seven hits, two runs. They were both earned, walked only two, struck out only two, gave up the home run to Jonathan Scope there, uh, and just a really bad pitch to throw to Jonathan Scope. But other than that, it was a pretty good outing for Dallas, and we're going to get to what Tony said about Dallas's future on this roster this season. But, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to have any direct correlation on the on the ALDS. He's probably not, not going to be on that roster, her. But, you know, for a, a veteran to come out like this, and this would be an easy game to lose sight of, we talked about it on yesterday's show, doubling back to Detroit on a makeup day where guys are probably looking forward to already for like a week now. To After you clinch, they, they're looking for a day off, looking to get back home to their families. They probably feel like they've been on the road forever. 
Uh, but to have your starting pitcher come out against the team and the Tigers, who they're they're scrappy and they'll fight, and they've got some good uh, offensive pieces here. And uh, Scope did some damage yesterday, but it was a nice outing for Dallas uh, to sort of end his regular season on a strong note. And I, I know he's got one more in the tank here uh, for the the regular season. We'll get to that in the next segment as well. But I thought that was a a nice job by Dallas. Uh, you know, uh, doing his damn thing out there today, doing Dallas Keuchel things. Yeah, and all I ask for Dallas is give us five and three earned or less. He's done that in the last three starts he's had, two two versus the Tigers and one versus the Angels. While he's been getting hit, and that's the thing, 11 hits last uh, game and then seven on Monday, he's limiting the damage and doing exactly what the team needs him to do. So I say... It's an improvement, but like you said, he won't make the ALDS. There's no reason for him to be on that roster. Even I, even if Dallas Keuchel was the fifth best starter on the White Sox, which I don't think he is. There's you know guys who Royal is better than him. I don't think he would make it in that instance because it's such a short series. We don't need his services, and he wouldn't be good out of the bullpen. I don't think with the pitch mix he does have because he doesn't make anybody miss any. Uh, uh, balls that he's throwing so yeah I appreciate what he's doing down the stretch giving us five innings and then letting the bullpen take over today wasn't great but Dallas did his job out there so kudos to him for meeting the challenge it's not a great challenge it's not a high bar but he met my challenge and you know I think most White Sox fans are yeah it's fine it's better than what he's been doing before that so here's what Tony said about Dallas's future for the rest of the season. Why well, it be tough? I mean, he's got a track record, got experience, got history. Your obligation is to is to take your best, make your best shot at winning. So whoever gets the ball, he's earned it in the opinion of the decision makers, and and because we're deep enough, that's going to be some really tough conversations and tough decisions. Yeah, so Tony knows it's a tough decision uh, because he's going to have to stare his veteran pitcher in the eyes and be like, you know what, sorry, man, we can't have you because, like you said, you know, I don't think he deserves to be there over Raylo. Uh, you know, I do love a comeback story, and that's why I do think ultimately it's a good thing that he's ending his season on a positive note because you want to have everyone feeling good about their season heading into the postseason because you never know. We've seen strange things in this game, right, Herb? We've seen guys injured in game one of a division series. I think that happened with the Red Sox some years ago where you need to, you know, uh, expand that roster and, you know, you need to have everyone all hands on deck and especially in a seven-game series where you never know what can happen in a seventh game. So I, I want everyone to be, you know, playing at top optimized performance here. So I, I feel good about that. But ultimately, I think you're looking at something has really gone south here if you're talking about Dallas Keuchel uh, in the next round because I think Ronaldo deserves to be in there over him and if you're talking about Keiko that probably means you're talking about Rodon not being a part of the mix so this is not a, a, a conversation that I hope we're having a couple weeks from now that Dallas Keiko's on your ALCS roster I mean that that's an uptown problem as Rick Hahn would say because you're talking about the ALCS but mm -hmm. uh, I uh, I just I I don't really foresee a scenario and I'm the same guy who said hey man you never know but just still seven hits today doesn't miss a lot of bats as you said the teams are only going to get tougher here as you get deeper I just don't uh, I don't see it happening for him barring any significant injury to Rodon here yeah um, and also I don't see him making like the rest of the time so yeah ALCS would be real tough for him to make it if they win the World Series, I don't think he'll be there. Like you said, it's unless there's an injury or two, 
he won't make it to this playoff roster, and that's fine. Yeah. A ring, I think he'll be like, okay, cool. Either a AL, AL ring or a World Series ring, and be like, hey, man, that counts too. I can go and count my money next year, even though the White Sox still have him under contract. I don't think he's long for this team um, after his next start for the White Sox. So it, I think I'm in attendance. I think his next start will be the Sunday closer if, it, if all goes right. Yeah, there'll be five games from now. So I'll get to see his farewell as a White Sox pitcher. Well, he may have something in store for you. Uh, I believe Dallas thinks he's going on Friday, but we'll get to that in a second here. Um Oof. Uh, offense. Well, before we get to the offense, Liam Hendricks, folks, uh, you know, he's been the exact guy that you brought him over to be closing out ball games. I believe to today's save for Liam Hendricks in this one against Detroit. Uh, he earns his 37th save on the season, uh, which really it's it's really crazy. I know it's a different game, but you think about Bobby Thigpen's 57 saves back in the day and Bobby Jenks uh, getting it up there near 50, I believe, if you it, Ten, I was gonna say, a few years ago, oh uh, six, it was. I think it, it was, but you know, he's been pretty damn good. And I went back and I checked Herb, and Liam Hendricks has not allowed an earned run since August twenty fourth, so well over a month. And I don't want to jinx him here, but you talk about a guy who I don't know what happened. He, he was talking about his wife said he was pitch tipping. I know he had a visit from Ruby, the tarot card reader, who did some Reiki on him and found negative energy, and he had some some spots on his back that were barking at him. But whatever it is, it's working, and he's been really damn good for the 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 better part of a month here, and it's really kind of amazing to see. And I feel pretty comfortable with Liam, and considering where we were maybe a couple months into the season, we're like, man, this guy, the stuff definitely profiles against good teams, and when he's on, he's on, but it's a little too inconsistent for me. But he's been the model of consistency the past month or so. Yeah, and maybe getting um, Craig Kimbrough over there brought a, a wake-up for him. He's like, you know what? If I'm not on my P's and Q's, there can be somebody else closing out games for me. So let me, this is exactly what I needed to get me on the right track. So, yeah, he just seems like, remember we're talking like he needs a little extra motivation. He needs to be angry. His wife is yelling at him in the stands early in the year where he's like struggling. And he, she's like, hey, get your shit together. And he was like, sorry, take that. Um, he's like, that's what I need. I need to be angry out there. And man, Monday. Awesome. I enjoyed that thoroughly. <laughs> but yeah, he is the closer. I know I was like, Craig Kembrell has to be in that role, but he didn't earn it. Liam Hendricks says, close the door figuratively and literally. And he's the closer going forward. I like what he's doing with the White Sox. And you said, when's the last time he gave up a run? Uh, August 24th. Jesus Christ, he's pitched the whole month of September just dominating. So 11 games of no runs given up. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome to see. Yeah, man, he's been great. And, you know, I'm going to have to reevaluate my stance here on Craig Kimball coming out of that door in the ninth inning if you're you know in the position to close out a game. I have to rethink that because Liam Hendricks has been that damn good, and uh, maybe they can, you know, pitch him for two innings. In, in a game one and then come back and maybe have Kimbrell close game two. I don't know, but uh, hopefully they get in that spot. But Liam Hendricks has just been so damn good. And, uh, you know, tip of the cap to him finishing strong. That's the, the only way we're looking at these games now is through the lens of can this impact the postseason positively? And I think Liam mm -hmm. Hendricks finishing strong. You can put you put him in the bag of guys that's, okay, they're ready to go. Um, and another one of those guys, Herb, 
on the offensive side who maybe we didn't have in the ready-to-go bag, but after that clinching game, you're starting to see signs here. And we talked about this for a couple weeks now and we're, we're just looking for things with Eloy Jimenez to be like, okay, maybe he's finally turned a corner. But Eloy goes three for four today with a massive two-run shot. And there's you know a nice offensive day just for everyone. Eight runs scored. Zach Collins, two hits, two RBIs. Cesar Hernandez, that's big too, two RBIs for him. But Eloy going three for four, uh, looking like the Eloy of old. That is one of the more important things I think the Sox need to have is to have him going uh, into the postseason here. And I think he's on that track. Yeah, trouble for the rest of the league if Aloy starts hitting because we always see what Yasmani's continuing to hit. Abreu's uh, yeah, cooling down. still hitting, man. He's still it's hitting. Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. And that home run he hit today, uh, just <laughs> murdered. Like, Robert's still hitting. Yamankata's rounding to form, and Timmy, of course, is Timmy. If we get him right for the playoffs, man, that top six is deadly. And then with our pitching staff, we can go as far as – this team can take them like the the hitting and the pitching at its premium there's no one better in the league no single team better than the White Sox but you need to get those guys hitting at the same time and those guys pitching well at the same time so uh we've only had what how many games seven eight games of the top six guys in the lineup and most of the time those guys have produced a lot of runs and with uh, Aloy Jimenez, which will probably be batting fifth or sixth out of those guys, man, I'm just, I talked about it before. Like the rest will be with Andrew Vaughn or Gavin Sheets. That's awesome. That's really good to see. And you know, Cesar Hernandez, who's got like 22 home runs. Imagine if he gets back to the Cleveland form. This team would just be unstoppable. Cesar Hernandez had a good day himself with uh, two RBIs there himself. And I think this this offense can breathe again a little bit after that clincher. What a difference, uh, not even a week at this point, what a difference a few games make where your guys are, are hitting the ball out of the park and they're starting to feel the good vibes going into the postseason. So it, an encouraging sign. Uh, again, it all starts fresh, uh, become the postseason. But remember, man, if the Sox have Eloy, uh, for all three games in Oakland, it could be a different series there. You, you never mm-hmm. know. So I'm excited to see this young man on the postseason stage where he's feeling right and uh, and he is uh, performing like the Eloy of old. So, again, just a few things that stuck out from that game, which uh, overall didn't have many consequences, but there was almost some severe consequences in that one we'll get to in the next segment here on Locked On White Sox. Hey, Sox fans, it's Chris Tannehill, my partner Herb Lawrence, with an incredible Hello. app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are making 25% not your listeners, Herb, my listeners. They're making they're making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code BASEBALL at GetUpside. 
All right, Herbie. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Let's talk about fighting, huh? Uh, what's your favorite term for a baseball fight, Herbie? You have so many to choose from. Uh, you got rhubarbs, you got your melee, fisticuffs. What about a brouhaha? What about a Donnybrook? Uh, do you have a favorite uh, euphemism for a baseball fight? Umbrage. I mean, that's Ooh. more, it's not the actual fight, but you take exception with somebody's action. So he took umbrage with his with his actions, and that's what Jose Abreu took umbrage yeah, today. Yeah, we'll get to that. I took Phil uh, umbrage. Uh, he's <laughs> there as well. Um, oh, April your- 21st, friends, <laughs> or April 12th, 2012. <laughs> that's right. Um to the twenty first, I had it right the first time. Damn it! I like Donnie Brook, and uh, it got me thinking because Donnie Brook was great in uh, New Kids. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, it's a different Donnie. It's Donnie Wahlberg, and is 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 he the Wahlburgers guy? Yeah, right. Or is it the yes. other one? Okay, no, he is too. Have you ever had the Wahlburgers? Are they any good? We had it frozen. Uh, yeah, you didn't tell me that actual yeah. place, but yeah, it's fine. All it's right, nothing, nothing to write home about. So you're going to hear about a Donnie Brook happening here in Detroit, but uh, I wanted to know the history of what is Donnie Brook, and of course. Uh, whenever you're talking about fighting, it's got his roots in Ireland. So the Donnybrook Fair is what it comes from. The Donnybrook Fair was a fair that was held in Donnybrook, Dublin. Hodge, he has us from the 13th century until the 1850s. Uh, it's given its name to an Irish jig, an upscale supermarket chain, a broadsheet ballad, and is a slang term for a brawl or riot. So a history of the Donnybrook Fair. In the year 1204, King John of England granted a license to the Corporation of Dublin to hold an annual eight-day fair in Donnybrook. In 1252, the duration was extended to 15 days. Over the years, the, t- the terms of holding the fair changed slightly until the 18th century. It was held on August 26th on Donnybrook Green for a fortnight. Herb, do you remember how long a fortnight is back in your days of... Uh, of of grade school when you learned about yes, these sort of things. I know exactly what it is. It's 14 days. Yay! Good for you, knowing a fortnight. Uh, however, though, by the beginning of the 19th century, the fair had become more of a site of public entertainment and drinking than a fair proper, and many attempts were made to have it abolished. However, the license holder had, by law, right to hold the fair and refused to bow to public pressure. So Donnybrook Fair... Irish people, they gathered, and shocker, they got drunk, and that's where the term, I guess there was a lot of foiting at the old uh, Donnybrook Fair, so that's where you get the phrase Donnybrook. Uh, do you have a favorite baseball fight of all time? I do. I don't know the year, but I know it was the Padres versus the Braves, and all the the searing image in my mind is a shirtless, bald Ed Whitson with a bat in the dugout looking to fight anybody <laughs> and mostly fans at i think it was fulton county stadium uh in atlanta so yeah that was a great fight i think it was like 15 or 17 ejections that day they're trying to throw at pasquale perez because pasquale perez hit uh a guy at the beginning of the game and so they could just couldn't hit him because he was just so skinny and he was moving out every time because he knew the ball was they're trying to hit him and then it just in fights just ensued and ensued and i think they did like three or four fights and finish with like the dugouts just cleared out and just finished the game. And I think eventually the Braves won at home, but 
my guy Kurt Bavakwa was in there. <laughs> oh, we all know about Kurt Bavakwa. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody, nor will I ever. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a fucking 130 hitter like LeFay or fucking Bavakwa, who could hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. Thomas Sorta, yeah. rest in peace, Connie's. <laughs> Connie's pizza. Uh, yeah, so he was there. There was a Steve Garvey. He was looking at his hair, probably not participating <laughs> in the fighting. Tony Quinn, of course. So yeah. it had to be like late seventies, early eighties uh, fight that, in uh, Atlanta. That's a good one. Do they? I, I don't know. I wonder why that one is top of mind for you. Did they show that one like at, at Petco Park whenever you, you're getting hyped for your Friar Faithful? Did they just show the footage of that fight on the big no. jumbo on there? <laughs> no, I remember. I mean, I'm a huge fan of John Boy. Uh, and you know he does the mouth reading and he did a breakdown of that fight specifically and i was like man i love the fact that well the ed whitson thing it's just he looks like you're a stepfather he's in the house (laughs) and he's got his shirt off and he's got a bat and he's got the uh kind of like the ed harris type of a hairstyle where the side you got the middle part where yeah. it's just gone. The, the Sherman Hemsley, as the kids call it. <laughs> and so and he's just trying to beat somebody with a bat. And mostly it was Atlanta Braves fans. So, yeah, that's what's seared in my mind. I mean, the other fight I think about, of course, is the 2000 fight. Or I think about when Eric Shaw, another Padre, hit Andre Dawson in the face. And Andre Dawson went to murder him after he got up. Rightfully so. Yeah, you're talking Sox Tigers, April 22nd, 2000. I was there with my dad, uh, Bobby Higginson, Dean Palmer, Robert Fick, and the boys. Ugh, I uh, hate them all. Yeah, all still, still hearing the names. You're just like, ugh. Uh, I'd like to, to go back to the 2003 ALCS Game 3, Pedro versus Don Zimmer. Now, this, this mm. Don Zimmer, this is your prototypical baseball ball fight because really – uh, it was started all over nothing. Um, Manny Ramirez took exception to a pitch that was nowhere close to hitting him, and then benches cleared. And then you have – I went back and watched a clip tonight of, of Joe Buck and Phil McCarver. That is, that's his name, right? It's late here. Phil McCarver. Uh, Tim McCarver. Tim McCarver, yeah. I knew that didn't quite sound right when it came out of my mouth. Uh, but they're, they're disgusted by, by what Pedro Martinez did to Don Zimmer. And all mm-hmm. he did was he took Don Zimmer's old ass head and he just and he kind of just shoved it he shoved it, Yeah, he shoved it aside. What's he going to do? What's he gonna, you know, square up with this old guy in baseball pants? Like, really, it's the most absurd baseball fight because it was started on false pretenses. And then here's an old man in baseball pants wanting to square up. With a guy from the Dominican Republic, and that's why we love our game, Herb. Uh, absurdity like that. But I go back to that one. Uh, the hip hop group, the Porn Theater Ushers, of their album called Taxachusetts. That was their album cover. Was Don Zimmer getting thrown to the ground in front of the Green Monster? Uh, just a, a great optic there. Uh, but I think we all know history uh, will say that Pedro Martinez, of course, did the right thing. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he happened to kill Don Zimmer during that fight. Uh, he, I believe he passed away soon after. Correct. Oh, it was about 10 years after, right? I, I mean, think so. Yeah, it wasn't soon after. I, but it was I mean, complications from that fight, I heard. You sh- I mean, you shouldn't have charged another dude. I mean, I don't care how old the dude is. He yeah. just stepped aside and said, get your punk ass down. All right, so this, this one here that happened yesterday at Comerica Park was nothing close to that. But uh, here is a, a little sample of what happened. This is NBC Sports Chicago. 
Uh, this is Fox Sports Detroit, Tigers Radio, and of course ESPN 1000 and White Sox Radio Network. I kind of meshed it all together to paint you an accurate description of everything that went down after Jose Abreu gets hit in the ninth inning with two strikes. I don't believe it was intentional. I don't know how you feel about it. I think we're in agreement, right? Not intentional Correct. when Alex Lang hit him, right? So, but it's a tight game too. There's no reason. Yeah, to do it. Tigers just stormed back after that White Sox horrendous bullpen outing. I, um, I got a confession here, Herbie, before we get to it. Um, if I, I'm in a safe place here, right? Yes. I don't think Mike Wright's going to make the postseason roster at this rate. The hell you say? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, here's what happened after Jose Abreu tried to swipe second base after getting hit in the ninth inning. He's on his way. Haas is throwing. Got him. He didn't get him. What a throw. That Again. takes care of business. And now some John. And look out. Donnie Brook about to ensue. Garrett Crochet is right in the middle of that thing. The Sox and Tigers in their final game of the season in the ninth inning. Everybody's spilling out from the bullpen and meeting at second base. I'm not sure why Lang was in the middle of that, but Jose is justifiably unhappy. That's the most unhappy I've seen him. Lang decided to get in the middle of it. There was intent in that slide on Abreu at second base, Jimmy. No question about it. He was trying to take out Nico Goodrum. There's something, something must have happened before that I can't remember why that would stir up something like this. Jose is being held by Gavin Sheets away from the scrum. Tony La Russa has kind of raised the emotional level of his team by always protecting his guys. Whether it's right or wrong, uh, that's a decision to be made by them down there. But I know this. You can see that it played out to this team's emotions came out. And it's late in the season. Abreu's been put in a position to have to try and stay as healthy as possible by avoiding getting hit in bad places that can put him out for the postseason. Tony La Russa is going to absolutely order somebody to drill a Tiger batter this coming weekend. Oh, there's no question about that. All right, Herb, so this fight ultimately became a nothing. I was worried. I felt like the momentum was shifting towards a, a, a real-ass Donnie Brook in the bottom of the ninth inning because after Liam Hendricks came on, he gave up a single to Candelario, and Candelario's pumping the fist as he's at first base uh, trying to get his dugout jacked up. And then you see after the final out, Liam Hendricks was, you know, he's barking as he's one to do. And I know, I think there was some, uh, uh, you know, the Tigers got caught and caught some shrapnel from from uh, the barking. Uh, so I thought it was going to go down after the final out was recorded. But uh, alas, nothing happened there. But, you know, that, that fight was a whole big nothing. I have absolutely no problem with what Jose Abreu did. And I think my big takeaway from this uh, first blush is, you know what? Jose Abreu was Michael Douglas and falling down. He had just had it with a whole season of getting hit 21 times uh, against mostly bum-ass teams. Like, I don't remember him getting hit uh, in, in these games of consequence by good teams, but these bum-ass teams uh, often hit Jose, and he had just had it, and he decided to give Nico Goodrum a nice hard slide at second base, which ultimately I have no problem with. Me either. Went in hard. I mean, didn't do anything to Nico. Nico was like, what's going on? It's like... You mean what's going on? I just got hit by a ball. I didn't like it. So you're, yeah, you're gonna have to pay for it, Nico. So, um, it's all good. I enjoy that. It's it's good, clean, fun baseball. Not a dirty slide. Slid late, slid hard. Cool with that. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, he's had enough, and he wanted to let everybody know that it's not gonna just be accepted. I'm not just gonna be sitting down and getting hit by any ball, no more. And 
the only thing I didn't want is, and it still might happen, suspensions, you know, going into the playoffs. And, you know, I don't know if MLB will do it into the playoffs. And I don't think they so. give them a couple games. Fine. Get get your rest. But I don't want like that fight. All I was thinking is don't throw any punches, guys. Don't throw any punches. And don't I, even I thought, question it. I thought Pito was about to throw hands, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. He, he looked oh, bit, he was pissed. The most angry we've ever seen him. I No one was. Shelly Duncan saved him. Gavin. Big man Shelly Duncan. G- Gavin grabbed him, too. Uh, and, you know, no one was ejected, correct? So I don't think so. So I, I think that will be a factor in whatever punishment or lack thereof. At least it, it ought to be. I mean, if anything, it'll be a one game and they can appeal it and get, or whatever. Just serve it. Get it out of the way. Uh, before the postseason. So I think the Sox and, and Jose Abreu is in the clear there. Garrett Crochet was in the middle of it, though. You know, that's, you know, you don't, oh, need, yeah. you don't need your pitchers out there for sure. Guys that were not involved in it at, at whatsoever. You know, Garrett Crochet didn't even hit uh, a Paredes in the inning previously. That was Mike Wright. So I have no idea why Garrett Crochet was out there. But, uh, you know, I, I don't mind seeing a little bit of, you know, the the, the, the scrappiness and the, and the fight from both teams, to be honest with you. You know, the Tigers are a team on the come up. And the White Sox, they're they're the the AL Central champions. So, and I have no problem with Nico Goodrum. He stood his ground in that situation. He was like, "Yeah, what's up?" You know what I mean? Like he didn't back down. And you know, Jose Abreu didn't try to take his legs out. Didn't go in spikes up per se. You know, it was just a good, clean, hard slide. And it is what it is. So I tip my cap to Gavin Sheets for taking charge as a youngster and realizing how important it was to preserve Jose Abreu uh, from from throwing hands there. So, uh, and I do appreciate Tony. Having the, the, the Sox back, I feel like this is a characteristic that was missing from this team for a lot of years is that edginess. You know, you do need a little bit of that uh, element to you, I think. I think the Astros have it, the Dodgers have it, and any any common denominator with a team that wins is they're, they've got each other's back and they, they have a little bit of that edge to them. I think that's what the one thing that's been missing with this you know, Sox team as they've gone through the rebuild and as they started to win, they need a little of that sandpaper and grit. It's a hockey term, but they, they need a little bit of that edge, and I think they have it. I think this coaching staff has supplied it, and Miguel Cairo was the, the first one to be out there and take exception with Jose Breu getting hit. He's the one that got ejected, so he'll probably get suspended or whatever because they'll say he in, you know incited the whole thing. But as far as players, I think you're in the clear there. Uh, but I do take exception to uh, what Tony said after the game here quickly. Wasn't say about Jose. He still goes in hard. Seemed like a legal slide at second, and then it sounds like Tigers had an issue with that. Does that sound right? Yes, you know they have issues when somebody plays aggressively, but not when they pitch aggressively and beyond the limits. The game is played two ways, not just one way. Well, he's certainly right about that. Game is played two ways and not one way, but I don't think the Tigers really took exception to anything that the White Sox did. As I said with Nico Goodrum, he pretty much knew the situation, and I think everyone respects. See, here's the thing. These guys have all been watching Jose Breu play uh, since 2014, and he's been a great competitor the entire time, a class act the entire time, not a guy to fly off the handle and get super emotional. So I, I don't think you know that the Tigers really had a problem with what Jose Abreu did. You know what I mean? Like so, I, I give credit to the Tigers as well in this situation. I think Tony's a little bit off base there. And I don't think anybody wants any smoke with Jose Abreu. Those are the Oof. people you got to watch out for. The people who are quiet, but she still got like you know muscularity and can just go off. When I saw him like that, and I'm sure none of you White Sox fans have ever seen him that angry. 
and he was ready to throw down. So, yeah, that's one dude. I'm like, Nico was putting his hands up, like, what's going on? And he definitely didn't want any smoke. He was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. It's all good. Yeah. I want, I, I don't know what Jose was saying to him, but it, it sparked off something where <laughs> he was just on 10 when he was getting taken away. He was like, well, give me that. that I'm going to beat his ass. I don't know if it was for the pitcher or for Nico Goodroom because it didn't look like Nico was in a aggressive manner himself. Maybe he was talking words when people got in, in between. <laughs> yeah, man, but Nico's probably just like, you know what? One thing I don't need is a broken nose here. We're almost at the finish line of the season. I get to go home soon, uh, so that's the one thing I don't need. Uh, but, yeah, man, Jose, one thing I do ask of him going forward is we need to get an elbow brace on that on that man. We can't have him getting hit bare uh, bare skinned here, uh, raw daddy uh, by these pitches, by these heaters, man. We can't have him, you know, sticking his elbow down there and protecting his rib cage with with that elbow without any protection there, man. He's got to start wearing some equipment there. I mean, I don't know if he feels comfortable. With however he feels to get the job done and wants to be that way. I mean, he's getting hit twenty one times this year and he hasn't got injured so far. Knock on wood. I think it'll be cumbersome for him and those things will probably knock off his equilibrium. So if he feels like that is a thing that it would be too bulky and too much for him, keep it off. And I will risk the injury of uh, elbow, get uh, elbow getting chipped or something like that. Cause I know that man has his idiosyncrasies. It's any baseball players. They have their superstitions and they don't want to be having like big bulky uh, elbow pads. If they don't need to have it, I kind of like it. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm up here. I'm not up here with body armor, so I'm not be crowding the plate. And I know you're coming in here. Come on through. <laughs> hit me if you want. I'll take my base to first. I'll take my first base. Come on through and hit me. Hit me with your best shot. Sorry. Fire away. Yeah. So we'll take a quick timeout. This may not be Rest over. In peace, Pat Bintar. This may not be over, by the way. We'll take a quick timeout. She's not dead. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, we'll, we'll hear from Dallas Keuchel on why that may not be over with the Tigers there. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. And we're brought to you today by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college action this season. They've got a new updated website with a new interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football and even baseball. For example, Herb, you know, they don't have uh, the playoff uh, futures up yet, but you can still make a play for division winners and obviously the White Sox have sewed up their division but you look at some of these other things that you can still make a bet on at bet online they've got the NL East and the NL West races up right now if you want to bet on the Phillies they're plus 375 to win the East uh, the Braves minus 550 out in the West plus 325 to the Dodgers if you want to make that wager against the mm-hmm. the red, white hot uh, San Francisco Giants at minus 450 there so there's still some interesting plays if you think the uh, the Giants or the uh, the Dodgers can come back against the Giants there and make it interesting. That's all right there for you. And uh, just taking a look at this uh, Bears line, this early Bears line. Whew. Bears are three point favorites at home this Sunday against Detroit uh, with an over under of forty two and a half in this one. Under. Yeah, 
Yeah, way under. <laughs> and the Bears getting the, the absolute minimum respect here uh, for a home team uh, with, with the three points there. So, yeah, man, uh, I, you know, that's not one I would particularly touch. But they're all on, they got all the matchups posted here uh, at Bet Online for all the uh, football matchups this weekend. So, uh, again, Bet Online, that's the number one spot. If you're looking to uh, make some money here and place a friendly wager, for baseball, football, whatever, they got all sorts of stuff. They got TV and entertainment stuff on there. You can make plays on that as well. It's always a great time. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and Locked On White Sox is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. You know, Herb, there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible for that local chain store down the block to stock all the parts that your car is ever going to need. So why endure that process where you go in there and the guy at the counter asks you, uh, was your car an LX or an EX? And then you're like, uh, I don't remember. Uh, so you have to go out and it's probably cold and raining and you know, uh, you go out and check and, and meanwhile, it's a DX. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom. You know what? Yeah. That's what, that's what you can tell your, your local chain auto parts store to do. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so they, they look in their inventory and they see only the parts that they're warehouse happens to carry well why would you do that uh, why would you subject yourself to that experience when you don't have to when you can go to rockauto.com and see all the parts that your car or truck is ever going to need you save time and more importantly you save money because if you go to your dealership god forbid you can pay 30 percent, 50 percent, or even twice as much for the same parts that rockauto.com is going to have for you so they're a family business they've been a sponsor of the show for two seasons now, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers and uh, professionals for over 20 years. And the best of all, the prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And do us a favor, write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we got the Reds in town and the Tigers in town to finish off the regular season, the championship season. But I mentioned why this stuff with the Tigers may not be over. Here's what Dallas Keuchel said about Jose Abreu getting plunked. Guy's the MVP, so I think this was his 21st hit by pitch. So that's a lot of times getting hit on the body. I mean, just overall, I mean, you're in the box. You're, you're trying to battle. You're trying to get hits, trying to provide for the team. I myself have hit Pito before. And it's it's not the the best feeling in the world when he's a, a large human being. So we got to protect our guys, and and uh, I mean he's no different. So I, I thought the slide was was hard at second base, but it was a, it was a it was a good slide. You now now any now anytime somebody slides hard in second base, it's always it's always taken into consideration. But I mean he he was he was trying to steal second base, and and uh, you know there was no ill intent on that as well so you know if i was if i was pitching tomorrow i'd try to stick up for pito myself or i guess friday oh so mm. a little extra some some for you guys heading out to the game on friday and i don't think the official probables are posted but yeah dallas is ready to come right back at him on friday so get your tickets now so if you're going to be out there this weekend herb uh something you may want to consider you may see a donnie brook yourself oh jesus um, but uh, let's hope not. Let's hope it's done with, okay? I think mm -hmm. Jose proved his point that he's not here for the play-play, and he's a hard-nosed player, and it was not intentional to begin with above all. So I, I think we can move on from this like adults. And what's uh, someone's going hit, to get hit with uh, you know, an 85-mile-an-hour pitch from Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Catch it before it hits him. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we doing here, folks? But uh, the Reds are in town starting tonight. They've got a prospect going for them, uh, a young man by the name of Riley O'Brien. Oh, Jesus. He's the number 24 prospect in the Reds system. He's uh, got no record, Herb. Give him one. Exactly. He's going up against Ronaldo. Lopez, 3-3 three and three with a 316 earn run average. So I, I asked you, but uh, are you going to any of the games in this Red Series or pretty much the weekend is your last uh, dance with the uh, the season tickets for the regular season? I have season tickets, tickets for Tuesday night's game. It is Jose Abreu MVP bobblehead night. I know you're a fan of those oh, things. Yeah. I'm not a fan of those things. I don't really care about them. And also, I think it's Nurse Appreciation Day. So if you are a nurse... Know somebody's a nurse. If you're Nick you Nurse, you want to go to the game. You can have yeah. If you are Nick Nurse, you can go to five thirty one seats one and two in row eight. Just DM me, Acknerwall twenty three. They're on the house for the price of on the house. Billy. Ooh, nice. So for nurses only, guys and girls. If you know a nurse, though, if you're gonna take a nurse, send me a message and I'll uh, first person who DMs me and has that message in there. You get the seats for tonight. You get to see Nick Castellanos hit a home run off of the White Sex. Hey, nice. Well, that's very nice of you, Herb. Right before uh, he hits a home run for the White Sex next year. Put it out there. Let's go. Ooh, I'd love that. Yeah, man. So uh, it'd be fun night at the ballpark. Get on out there. It's your last chance to see the Sox in the championship season here in the regular season. Uh, playoff tickets go on sale, I believe, later on this week. Uh, we'll be talking a lot about Wednesday's game with Rodon going out there. So that's the one that we all have circled here. But we'll be back this time tomorrow, we'll be breaking down socks and Reds. Whatever goes down in this ball game of note, we will talk about. And uh, yeah, man, looking forward to doing that. As the we're getting closer to the playoffs, man. Chris Bottomair out there. You guys starting to feel nervous. We got our post game shows coming up. The socks, you know, haven't been in a real series in front of fans in the postseason since 2008. So, yeah, man, it's exciting times for the Locked On Sox show and the White Sox. So stay here with us for all the coverage, man. We'll be on. 670 score doing post game for one of those games in the DS. Uh, we'll find out which one they are once the schedule is announced. But yeah, man, uh, we'll be back tomorrow breaking down socks and red legs. That is Chris Tannehill. At Chris Tannehill is the way you can follow him on Twitter. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me, E C N E R W A L. Some people think that's a one because after is a two three. So I've had that uh, problem a couple times, Chris. I, I just realized that the L at the end of my name looks like a one so people are been like what the hell is this <laughs> Eckner wall lawrence spelled backwards two three on to twitter and thank you for making locked on socks your first listen every day and remember that locked on socks is free and available on all platforms including youtube at locked on socks on youtube so for chris Tannehill, for me herb lawrence thank you for listening to locked on socks